Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us guys here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we talk about all things Muslim mom. I am so excited about this lesson because this is a lesson where we get into some deep things with our children, some deep discussions. And here's the time also where we get to have some fun with them and let them walk away with some tools, some actual you know, mechanisms they can use to try to think about how they can choose better friends. And if you haven't already been listening, we are on lesson three out of the um, friendship series where we're teaching our children how to choose better friends. This is a very serious skill set and we have to make sure that we're the ones who um, really teach it to our children because we are the keepers of our faith and our core beliefs in our family and we know our children better than anyone else. And this is just such a great combination in terms of um, being the one to deliver this message to our children. If you haven't already listened, we have an introduction, lesson one, lesson two, and you'll understand why we are where we are in this session now. So please do go back and listen to those. And um today the objectives of the lessons today are two really important points super relevant to this day and time the first one is that we're gonna hope by the end of this lesson our children understand that it is not about the number of friends you have the number of friends you have does not determine how good of a person you are or your your self-worth right because nowadays this is really big, especially with teens and stuff, but it, it, it affects our little ones too. I'm sorry, it really does because it's just society where they ha- they think that the amount of followers or the amount of likes or winks or whatever it is that they're, they're dealing with on social media tells how much their worth is. And we know just how superficial that is as adults. Actually, even as adults, I'm sorry, as many adults struggle with this too, right? Because we think all of a sudden someone has a certain amount of followers. Wow, that person must be important or that person must be worth listening to. And actually, we have no idea what their background is, but they have like really good photos. They have a certain number on them. And then all of a sudden they spark our interest. It's kind of something we fall into as well. So we have to make sure we teach our children that that's actually not what a law considers to be um, Um, success or somebody who is good or not good quote-unquote so we have to take this idea of their head the second um, objective is the power of choice the fact that they hold the power to choose who their friends are and who their friends aren't super key because a lot of children end up feeling like miskeen like weak like they have to succumb to whoever has just befriended them and they might not be the best friends for them we need to teach them that they can choose um, and make decisions in their life another life long lesson right So did you guys ever hear the saying, um, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? Okay, some people might say there's some truth in that or not. I'm not going to get into that right now, but I'll give you one that I like a bit better that's uh, more Islamic, right? Um, The Prophet, peace uh, peace be upon him, taught us that we should love in moderation and hate in moderation. For you never know when your close friend will become your enemy and when your enemy will become your close friend. And I think that's something real to us as adults. You know, once you've had life and you've had friends and you've gone through phases and stages and chapters in your life, right? From elementary to middle school to high school to college or if it, university or wherever you are in your life and your career, you think sometimes at certain points, and I'm, I've done this too, like that certain people are going to be your friends forever, right? Like best friends forever. And those people just aren't in your life anymore. But at that time, they were the most important people to you. And you could swear that this is some huge relationship. And so we have to teach our children that, you know, life goes on and sometimes those friends are not going to be with you and it's okay. And it's normal. It's absolutely normal. So we have to teach our children that there are these times and and also sometimes it's, it's like just you have fallouts with people and that's okay, right? So we have to teach them that, you know, we never know what's going to happen 
if someone's going to be our friend tomorrow or not. But at the end of the day, we can just stay a good friend ourselves. Regardless of what those people do, we are in control of ourselves and how we treat people and what kind of a friend that we are. And teaching that now at a young age will really, really just set them up for success in the years to come. So with this lesson, um, I, I, I think it's also really important, just two other things, like if you could think about if you want to go even deeper into it, is like just teaching our children in general, and it's kind of build off of that one that nothing in life is permanent right that everything is gifted to us if you have teens you might want to go deeper into like you know even like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that you'll be tested with your children and your wealth and everything and and even your health right so like subhanallah nothing is is permanent and that's Qadr, right? That's all about Qadr and so at the end of the day we have to understand that we have to be grateful for the time we have with something or with someone and at the same time we have to also understand that things it's normal for them to come and go and that's just part of life so we can get this across to them and then the other part is again building on something else I said before which is that we have the power to choose our own destiny we have this power to do good or be good. We could choose to be happy. We could choose to feel okay. We are not victims of circumstance. And this is, again, a huge... These are concepts even adults struggle with, guys, that I think our children really need to be equipped with, right? Um, so anyway, so if we actually get into the actual lesson with them, this was just some back information for us as parents, just a little food for thought. Um, with kids, like four to eight, I would go super simple with them, right? I would say, um, hey, guys, you know, I'm, 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 I'm talking as if I have multiple children because I do but if you only have one child you know you talk that way but um, explain to them that Allah loves us so much and he believes in us and he gave us this power of choice and we could choose to do what's good and we could choose to do what's bad and the same way we can also choose who our friends are and who our friends aren't right and we've been talking a lot about friends and friendships so let's remind ourselves guys hey you know like what is what is a good friend tell me about you know and you could ask them true because the, the important thing about teaching guys and i want to say this is that you know sometimes we think i told them once children have to hear things multiple times and i'll give you these these little inside cheat things with teachers like any good teacher knows these three things i'm just going to pause the lesson here because i we have this teachable moment here um that's what teachers call it right the first one is that Repetition is key. They say, I think in certain studies, like you have to hear a word 27 times before it becomes yours, before it goes in your bank. So repetition is key. Repeating, repeating, saying things multiple ways because not every child understands something the same way and um, they need to hear things in different contexts. So as you're doing these lessons, repeat, repeat, repeat different ways, words and concepts. Second one is that every human being learns and absorbs and keeps information way better when it's relevant and contextual and it's meaningful to their life. It's like the same thing if you if we all look on blog posts and Instagrams like how many pictures if you see a pic on Instagram all of a sudden you're like like I'd even finish like reading it. I'm like, like, you know, it's like subhanAllah, somehow it just hit us right in the heart. And it's the same thing, you know, with um, when we were learning as children in school, you know, when something was relevant to us, it stuck, right? So we're parents. These are our own kids. We know who their friends are. We know what situations they've dealt with before. It's so much easier for us to give these lessons than some teacher in a mosque with like 30 children in front of them who have 30 different situations and they haven't seen everything they've gone through. So this, we have some really, really powerful positions in being parents and knowing our children and then being the ones to deliver this. And the younger you deliver it, guys, the better because the older they get, they do start to turn you off and they do need to hear these things from other people. And that's something I'll talk about later on either other podcasts or blogs or, or YouTube videos. I'm, I am putting up a channel soon, inshallah ta'ala. But the thing is I, I need us to understand that 
that relevancy is super important. So giving those cute examples of something that happened that your child can relate to is really important. The last tip I'll give you in teaching anything to your child is do it and make it enjoyable. When it's fun and you guys are laughing and giggling, kids remember it. Something happens and psychologists talk about with like the triggers between our emotion and information. When you like you're hearing a lecture and all of a sudden somebody tells an amazing joke right in the middle, for some reason like sometimes you remember that joke or you remember the thing they were talking about related to that joke. Joy sparks like this the memory a little bit better. So subhanAllah, it's great to have repetition with children, make it super relevant, and make it enjoyable and fun. So I'm going to jump back in, but basically at this point in the lesson, we're just going to introduction to the kids about choice and how Allah loves us and he wants us to choose. And then we're going to go into how, 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 we import, how important that we are is not determined by how many friends we have. It's better to have even just two very amazing friends. Again, we're, we're talking to a 48 year old, two very amazing friends than to have like 10 kind of okay friends. And a perfect example of this is our prophet peace be upon him he had two really close friends and you might ask them do you know who his two closest friends are does anybody know their name and you know depending on your child's experience with this information before and i'd say yeah he had two really great friends umar radiallahu anhu and abu bakr radiallahu anhu they were really really close friends with his and you know what the prophet peace be upon him just like all the other prophets were really really kind like isa you know radiallahu anhu was very 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 um kind and musa and you know peace be upon him all these prophets they were really really kind to everyone but they didn't keep all of them as their close friends right and later on i might go into a teens this concept of friends versus associates i taught this to my children and it might sound a little bit harsh but it's a really great way of categorizing people in your life so that you could set boundaries and sometimes it's just easier for children to hear it like that but i'll get into that in a minute but we just tell them how much, like, the prophet had these two really close friends. And what did they do as friends? They, they, were, they loved each other for the sake of Allah. And they would constantly race to do really great deeds and see who could do better, who could do more, who could help people more. They were just racing, racing, racing to do good, right? And so subhanAllah, they weren't like, oh, I don't have 10 friends or 20 friends or 30 friends. They would just keep a couple good friends really close to them. And uh, with kids who are nine and older, okay, you might want to share like the message I gave you before about the Prophet peace be upon him and how he said love and moderation, hate and moderation. You might want to go a bit deeper with the older kids because they might have had some experiences by now in losing friends or having friends turn on them because that, that is real at that age or those ages especially. And they, they get a lot of drama and a lot of heartache from that. So teaching them that that is totally normal, that's what human beings do, and that what they do have a choice is their reaction. You know, and there's a saying also that like, like, um, what is it? 10% of, of, of the difficulty is the action itself. And 90% is your reaction. Like we have so much control over what we do with when things happen to us. We have to teach our children that they have complete control because they can feel helpless a lot. As adults, we can feel helpless to situations, all kinds of situations. We have to teach them from young. So subhanAllah, we might even hear, um, and I'll just tell you, 
what I also usually share with my children is um, that it's it's best not to tell our friends every deep secret that we have. Let them know it's okay to keep some things between only ourselves and Allah. Now, I mean, obviously you, you tell them like if it's something very dangerous and you might want to get into like, I know some sisters that they're very good sisters and they, they even teach their children about like something traumatic happens to you, you have to tell someone. Like, you know, I mean, I hate to say it and bring it up right here, but we don't want to tell them like keep every secret to yourself because Allahu Alam maybe some somebody like abused the child or something and we didn't know or somebody tried to touch our child or something we want to teach them at a separate lesson at a separate lesson that it's really important to to talk to somebody we trust if something bad ever happens to us but that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about if we have certain feelings and secrets maybe we don't like the girl across the classroom we don't have to tell that one person because we don't know if tomorrow that person's going to be our friend and then divulge all our secrets to everyone else and that's a that's a real reality i mean we have to tell that to our children at nine and up that there's that our worries and our and our concerns concerns and our, our can, can go straight to Allah. We don't have to give every complaint and bad thought that goes through our head right into our friend's ear. That's just not necessary, right? And I, I just want to share something personal here. Um, you know, I, I tell this sometimes to some of the teen groups that I talk to because I do a lot of teen work um, and helicas and stuff like that. I tell them, you know, be honest, guys, I don't, I, my friends and I have friends for 16 18 20 years like really good long time like love for the sake of Allah Muslim sisters like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me with these people so so great friends and um you know it's really amazing and we don't ever talk about it it's so funny it just happens naturally because it's sunnah and we all know it's sunnah because we all went through classes together so I, I actually thinking about it now it's actually really amazing because we don't actually like say hey guys let's not but we we don't even talk to each other about our husbands ever we don't ever say hey yesterday my husband was like this it was so annoying never I've never had that conversation with any one of my friends and they never complained about their husbands to me we don't complain um, and tell and divulge our secrets about bad things in our family the only time we will say something that we're struggling with with someone in our house is if we're seeking nasiha or advice like sincere advice why because we were taught that you shouldn't you shouldn't share like the bad points of other people like it's a very I think it's a very western thing to complain about your children in front of other adults and kind of almost embarrass them like oh Bobby the other day he was so like this I can't believe it it's so annoying and your child's there red face super embarrassed and that's actually really really un-Islamic I've actually I will say not just western I've seen a lot of eastern cultures do that too um, I'm just saying western because that's where I live I live in the west but I have seen that happen with eastern cultures too this idea of shaming a child into good behavior which is actually very un-islamic um, and, and when i end up doing it a, a, more into a parenting series and maybe more on youtube inshallah i will go into a lot of like what we should be doing in, instead but at the end of the day the point for this is that we want to make sure that we you know teach our children that um we don't know who's going to be our friend today we don't need to be a friend tomorrow and we don't want to always divulge everything we know the only time we talk to people is like you know on something something serious is when we really really have to and we want to take advice we're not just like spreading all of our feelings and each other's emotions and each other's um secrets everywhere it's really not a good thing to do as a child or an adult so um and now with the teens i go into this concept i taught my daughters um of about friends and associates and I, i'm sorry i taught my older son too they're getting so old now <laughs> forgetting the time is passing so subhanallah um so friends, you should have probably, like, you have five fingers on your hand. I always just tell them, like, 
you really probably don't have more than that many close friends. If you do, you might want to think about if they're really, really a close friend or not, because usually people you could really trust, like you never know. Like I've had my children think that some of those people on their, on their fingers and their hand were their close friends. And they found out later that they were the first ones to abandon them in stressful situations. So really, really, you might end up having just one or two or three, and that's okay. Now, everybody else, we kind of put them into the category of associates and there's a whole, I could do like 10 lessons on this whole thing. So I won't go too deep into it now, but I let my children know that they're going to be people in your life that you just end up being in your class. They end up being in your street, living on your neighborhood and you're just around them, but they might not be the best people for you, but you're still super kind. Even people like maybe who don't have the same religious identity or let's say, um, you know, like sexual preference, I throw it out there. Like we are still intensely kind to those people because they are human beings and they deserve every respect. It doesn't matter if we don't share the same worldview. And the prophet, peace be upon him, taught us that. So we teach children complete, complete tolerance and empathy. And at the same time, we don't have to give up who we are. And this is huge because this is what our kids are struggling with as Muslims. We don't give up our identity. We respect them and we expect them to respect us back. And if they don't respect us back, that's okay. And we just mo- keep it moving. We move on. It doesn't mean we're any less. And that's a whole other lesson in itself. We can go in with the kids. But mostly I teach them friends versus associates. And the story I give them that I associate with this whole concept is Prophet Ibrahim, because even as a teenager, people used to come to him and they used to try to ask him to do bad things. They used to come to his house and ask him to come out to parties to listen to music and things like that. Now he used to kindly tell them no, as many of our kids are going to do. And the people would just not stop, not stop, not stop. So there, and I'm not going to go into the whole like fiqh of everything, but basically he would sometimes lie, but there's certain permissions for lying guys. So don't just go off. I'm like, oh, I guess you can lie. There's very specific circumstances like in war and things like that where you could lie. But in, in, in cases when people are constantly calling you to haram, he, he lied and said he was ill or he didn't feel well. Um, a, a better excuse too I give to my kids is I tell them to be busy, be super busy, or I'm just so busy, I'm so sorry. If like Definitely be honest and straightforward that you cannot or you're not interested, but for those people that will not let up, even adults, even adults, it happens, you just be super kind and you just st- hold your ground and you just let them know that you're, you know, you're just too busy. So at the end of this whole conversation, you can go deep, guys. You can go like 10 minutes, an hour into some of these conversations. But basically, at the end of the activity, this is where the fun happens. And um, usually, by the way, these things take like an hour, hour and a half with the older kids. With the younger kids, it's going to be super, super short. They can't probably handle more than 30 minutes, 40 minutes maximum, maybe, maybe. Um again so but this is like I probably do 20 minute chat with four to eight year olds and then like a 20 minute activity because that's just their that's just their, their capacity at that age with the older kids you might go a little bit longer like a 45 minute conversation back and forth and discussion and then like 20 30 minutes of acting out and stuff so we do role playing I do this a lot with teen groups and stuff it's really really fun um we basically throw out this is the big thought this is the big question at the end discussion question how can we show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we choose him. We talked about choice this whole time. But how can we show Allah that we choose him? Now you just throw it out there. It's super general. And I might even follow up like how can we show Allah that we trust him and, and the things he's taught us that we should be doing. When you throw that out there, like how can we choose Allah? What actions can we do that can show that we choose Allah? When you do that, 
so they, some profound things come out of their mouth. And, you know, sometimes you'll get the rolling of the eyes. I don't want to. But, I mean, honestly, guys, if you regularly invest conversational time with your kids and you enjoy and share. And I have a whole blog post, guys, about um, befriending your kids and loving what they love and finding a way to be interested in what they love because it really, like, seals the deal in your relationship with them for years to come. Um, that's why you see all my posts on like me going to like Paris Baguette and H Mart and all these types of things because this is what my children love. And this is what they've always enjoyed. So I, I make it what I love and I enjoy. So subhanAllah, we do some really great conversations about that. And basically we do some role playing. I pick two scenarios. So for a younger child, I'll say um, maybe two scenarios I know they're going to have to go through. Um, and then we teach them how to work through it. Like how to say no, how to walk away, how to tell somebody I really don't want to or no thank you and stuff like that. They love this stuff, guys. They eat it up. So make up two scenarios. For smaller kids, I'll just give you two ideas. One could be um, not sharing um, somebody doesn't want to share or somebody wants to make fun of somebody else or it could be like somebody doesn't want to be your friend what do I say what do I do you know like things like that and for an older kid nine or older we might use um and I hate to like talk like this guys but like you know you mean it's like oh what do you do when someone throws shade at you because that's the terms they know or what are you going to do when um, somebody's trying to press you to hang out or chat or text the opposite gender like things you know they're going to go through basically and you, you know your kids at a certain level and what they're going through even if they're good kids it's not about your kid is a good kid or not it's about the real life pressures of to this day and age right so it's just got to keep it real so at the end of the day we do these and at the end we close out and then we just like what do we learn so next time this happens what are we going to do and and I'm telling you guys, these are such amazing conversations. I've had them with my own children. I've done them with at least, I don't know, 30 different groups of, of teens and children. And they just usually roll in on the floor. If you can get cousins up in there, neighborhood kids, if you got a homeschooling group, whatever it is, so, so fun. And I really, really hope you guys enjoy it. The, the I'm going to have the last lesson coming in, lesson four. But for the most part, um, maybe I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on this and how to do it. But um, we've had some really, really great discussions. And I just wanted to share that talking about these different stages and the fact that children have power and choice and that children are not determining their worth by how many friends they have, but instead focusing on the quality over quantity, super key lessons. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about one more thing in the last lesson, but I hope you guys can start to use these and have these conversations with your children or any groups as teachers or anything. And uh, Looking forward to talk to you guys in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum.